You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Go, here we go. Yo, I guess this microphone is on. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast. I am your host, Jason Jones. I write about sports for The Athletic. I covered the Sacramento Kings for over a decade. I am now... Uh, well, I do a lot of different stuff. But <laughs> um, this is, like I said, this is the rule of the court. We talk Sacramento Kings, we talk hip hop, and whatever else in the hell I feel like talking about on a weekly or by or twice a week. You know, the holidays have kind of thrown the schedule off a little bit, but we should be back on course uh, starting next week. That being said, let me go ahead and jump right into this. One of my favorite times of the year because of all the fake outrage. But I gotta ask a few questions. Is everyone angry enough already? Everybody pissed off? Yo, you get your pound of flesh? Is there hell to pay? Uh, just how mad are you right now? And the fact that I'm finding this anger so funny tells you one thing. That means that we got dun, 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 the first round of fan voting from the NBA All-Star game. <laughs> and these are the type of reactions I, I'm used to seeing because this is what happens, you know. And, you know, this year's All-Star Game is going to be played next month in Salt Lake City. And the league announced, or they released, the first round of votes from the fans. And predictably, Sacramento Kings fans are pretty pretty pissed off. They're not too happy. Why? Neither one of uh, Sacramento's candidates... Uh, we're in the top 10 uh, for either the front court or the back court voting. And I can't, I'm, I guess I'm slightly shocked. I'm shocked, but not because, now again, this is fan stuff. But let's go ahead and get to some of the issues. Uh, King centered the minus of bonus, didn't crack the top 10 for front court players. Who's he behind? Andrew Wiggins is fifth in voting. And, you know, <laughs> Sabonis, who has had a great season, is also behind the seemingly off-injured duo of Paul, George, and Kawhi Leonard. He's also behind Laurie Markkinen, who, if you would have said a year ago he'd be in the top 10 in all-star voting, I probably would have laughed. He's also behind, get this, Kevon Looney. Not, yeah, yeah that's right. Kevon, Kevon, you know, Kevon Looney is 10th in voting <laughs> among front court players. And then you look at the top four uh, for the front court, you know, LeBron James, no surprise. Nikola Jokic, 
no surprise, Anthony Davis and then Zion Williamson. You know, right now, Dave, AD and Zion are both currently injured, but before they went down with their injuries, both were playing at an extremely high level, looking like clear-cut all-star or possible MVP-type seasons. So, I get that. They're also very popular players. So, yeah, I'm not shocked that they would be ranked that high as well among, amongst the fans. And you look at the uh, what Sabonis has done this season. He's averaging 18.7 points, 12.4 rebounds, and 6.7 assists. And he's helped keep the Kings pretty much in the top six in the West pretty much most of the season. He's on a 15-game double-double streak, which matches the, the Sacramento Kings record held by DeMarcus Cousins. So he's tied that record. But you know what? Who really gives a damn in a popularity contest? And that's what the votes reminded us, that this is about popularity. It's not who you know, it's who knows you. And clearly not enough people you know, outside of Sacramento seem to know DeMontis Sabonis. But let's go ahead and get over to De'Aaron Fox. He's not a top 10 vote getter amongst the backcourt players. He's behind Steph and Luka. Duh. You know, I don't think that's a shock that they'd be the top two guards. Then there's Ja Morant. But hold up, he's from a small market. How the hell did this happen? But, of course, you know, Ja's very popular. Here's the one that got me. The, uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Clay Thompson, Russell Westbrook. He's a future Hall of Famer, but he doesn't even start for the Lakers. Damian Lillard, Devin Booker. And following in the legacy of the great Alex Caruso and backup Lakers who get all star plenty of all-star votes, Austin Reeves <laughs> cracked the top ten in fan votes, followed by um, Jordan Poole of the Warriors. And let's go ahead just to be so we you know to be make uh, De'Aaron's case. Just statistically, we all know, you know, the He's been a great fourth quarter player this year. One of the best clutch players in the NBA. And currently this season, De'Aaron Fox is averaging 23.9 points. Shooting 50.4% from the field. 4.6 rebounds, 5.9 assists. Needless to say, that's not bad at all. Not bad at all. (laughs) Pretty damn good numbers. He's shooting okay, a decent three, 30, about 34% from, from three, which would not be a career high. But he's pretty much from, you know, I think it's still a nice improvement for where he's been with last year at about 30% from three. So we, you look at these, these votes, and again, this is lighthearted for me. I'm not going to, you know, have raise hell over this, you know, but... It's important to remember you look at these votes. Team is team popularity a factor, of course. You know, that's how you get what two three warriors, two or three warriors in the uh top ten. Did I is Draymond Green? I forgot to mention Draymond Green is also ahead of uh of Nicole of uh Sabonis. So that's how you get three you get you get six warriors <laughs> in the voting, you get four Lakers. In the you know, because you go team popularity matters, team success matters as too, but that doesn't explain why Shea Gilgis Alexander has nearly a million votes. The Kings have a better record than, than them, 
And guess where Shea plays? He plays in Oklahoma City. He's not playing in L.A. He's not playing in New York. He plays in Oklahoma City. Yeah, Shea's balling this year, but it's not like he's doing something to where you would say, wow, he's been so good that you've got to knock him or knock somebody else out of, you know, all-star contention. But then again, hey, it's popularity. Maybe it's a name thing. I don't know. But Shea is very popular right now with the people, clearly by the votes. More so, more popular than De'Aaron. And also, get this, Shea is also averaging 30.9 points. (laughs) 4.8 rebounds and 5.7 assists. I'm not going to argue that that man should not be getting plenty of votes. I know know plenty of fans will, but he's fourth in the league in scoring. And he's also shooting 49.7% from the field. So it's not like he's just putting up empty numbers and in a very convoluted NBA standings the the way they are this year, the Thunder aren't out of playoff contention by any stretch yet. You know, but so it kind of made me wonder about some other things too, you know. This big blue nation, you know, the Kentucky fan base riding with De'Aaron. How was it that Devin Booker, Shea are getting love from their from their voters and De'Aaron's not? But I guess I shouldn't say that because then, you know, you could easily argue where is Jamal Murray on here amongst the guards. And he probably, you know, he's back from his injury. But I, w- I would not put Jamal Murray ahead of De'Aaron. Just making the point that, hey, what's going on? Where's the where's the Kentucky love? Can they help their help help the boy out? How about Lithuania? Are you not going to bat for Sabonis like the country of Georgia did a few years ago? They seemed to do for Zaza Pachulia when he was with the Warriors. Man, this is all just a damn conspiracy, right? <laughs> but yeah, again, I can't, pre- I can't pretend that I'm seriously worked up about this. It's only the first round of voting, and fan votes only account for one-third of the equation for naming the All-Stars. So it's not if Fox or Sabonis is somehow disqualified from being an All-Star just based on the fan votes. And... And the way it's done is that they kick the averages of where you rank amongst the fans, the coaches, and the players, and kind of get your composite number when it comes to the reserves. You know, the fans vote the starters in, and neither one, neither Sabonis or Fox was getting voted in as a starter. So this is really going to come down to can the Kings fans uh, get them at least in the top ten to help them out, and what the coaches and the players feel about them. So relax. There's plenty. There's got you got about you got about a, what a month now to you know to try to get their numbers up. So this is not like a civic duty type thing, but it's a popularity contest. And you know, so that means you get you do what you can do. You can vote. And this isn't like because this isn't a civic thing. This is the NBA All Star Game. They let you vote more than once in a day. So just keep voting. Hell, I don't care. But it never ceases to amaze me just how worked up folks will get over this. I still believe the Kings will have at least one all-star, maybe two. I think Sabonis has the edge of getting in just because of the front court. It's probably going to be a little bit thinner. You know, it wouldn't shock me if uh, Zion or AD, who were both, like I said, both out with injuries, uh, maybe didn't play in the game or maybe were named to the team and then sat out. And and I think De'Aaron has more of a battle. But with Devin Booker missing time with injury, with Chris Paul not being the Chris Paul of uh, yesteryear and he's missed some time with Steph still out with an injury 
I don't think De'Aaron's out of the mix either. So go ahead and vote. I'll continue to laugh at everyone who acts like this is the great crime of the century. And I'll take a break right now. So again, this is the uh, Ruler of the Court podcast. I am Jason Jones. And I will be right back after a word from our sponsor. You know, the NBA season is really picking up some steam right about now. There's still a lot unknown with the way the standings look. You can one day be in the top five, top six in your conference. You lose three out of four, four out of five. All of a sudden, you're in the play-in situation, in a play-in scenario. You know, if the playoffs started today, as they say. But, of course, we know they don't. So you got a lot of time to, you know, to get in on the action. And if you want to bet, do so with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. So check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 150% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, go, or go to your app, should I say. Now, just go, go to your app. Place the same game parlay and combine multiple bets. Like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win. You know, you can have some fun with, will Devonta Sabonis continue his double-double streak? A lot of things you can do with this will, you know, will Shea Gilgis Alexander score 30-plus points again? Do what you want. Have fun with it. But here's what you got to do to have that fun. Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, folks. As you know, this is my favorite part of the show. We're going to get to the hip-hop portion of the show. And I don't really have an album review. I haven't been to any concerts lately. But I want to talk about New York Times uh, um, Magazine. recently had an article where they declared Kendrick Lamar the greatest rapper of his generation. I'm not going to argue that. I think if you listen to this podcast more than once, you already know I'm a big fan of Kendrick. And I don't think he's had a bad album. You know, he's a cultural icon. The man even won a damn Pulitzer. So, I mean, who am I to dispute the the New York Times on that one? I won't. (laughs) But here's what gets tricky for me. How do you define what someone's generation is? Does Kendrick's generation start in 2012 when Good Good Kid Mad City was released? Is it, is it before then, you know, when he starts getting traction with Black Hippie and Top Dog Entertainment? Was it when Section 80 was released in 2011? You know, some folks will consider that a mixtape. Other people will say Good Kid, Mad City was his debut studio album. Hell, I don't know how you figure it out. But it did get me to thinking, you know, how do we define the generation? And musically, you know, you know, how do you define someone's generation, someone's era? I think you could just go by the 80s, the 90s, so on and so forth. But when you get to music, 
You got guys who cross over decade lines. I think Ice Cube had one of the greatest five-year runs in hip-hop history. But it started like in 88. You know, with Straight Outta Compton with N.W.A. Before it began his solo run. You know, so what generation does Cube belong to? And what about Jay-Z? He debuted in 96 with Reasonable Doubt. But then he's still dropping verses in the 2020s. That are as good or better than anything that's out right now. Same goes with Nas. He began his career in the, you know, in the early 90s with one of the best rap albums ever. But he's had a whole you know, <laughs> rejuvenation of his career with his King's Disease series with a hit boy producer. So I don't know how you define exactly who's the greatest of their generation because of stuff like that. Yeah, but the, I'm 44 years old. I like the music from my youth, my younger days, you know, like say, you know, elementary, middle school. Cube, like MC Hammer was part of that. LL Cool J, EPMD, NWA, Public Enemy, that whole era. You know, DJ Quick, but he also kind of crossed over to my high school years too. Then, you know, I could get to my high school era of hip hop. Snoop Dogg, who actually started when I was in middle school. But hey, who's counting? Tupac is the same way. Wu-Tang, Redman, the Alcoholics, Biggie, all that was around my high school years. To, you know, to you know, kind of a brief synopsis. But about my college years, Eminem, DMX, hell, Jay-Z again. I was even on my Master P cash money shit back then. And a lot of folks don't like to admit they was on Master P back then, but trust me, a lot of folks were. Hell, I was a grown man when the fam- with a family when Kendrick dropped. I was a little younger and recently married when I heard The Game and Rick Ross and Jeezy. I was divorced and single when I got into 2 chains and started to fully appreciate what Lil Wayne's run was like. But here I am, still in my 40s, discovering people that who are much younger than me, but I'm really enjoying their music, you know. I like Tyler, the creator. I can listen to some future. You know, I don't know where you place Drake in this. You know, I like rap Drake more than I like singing Drake. But Drake, I guess you would consider him a contemporary of a Kendrick, along with a guy like J. Cole, along with a guy like Wale. Hell, maybe Ross is part of that, too. I don't know. Ross has had music to cross over that time as well. Like I said, it's a hell of a thing to try to figure out. But I like to think about it kind of more maybe frame instead of saying your generation, I think that that gets people really stuck on the age of people. I try to go more by eras of like kind of what's going on, what's going on in the world. I I think about my early hip hop exposure, you know, you know, kind of that the 80s, the Reaganomic era, you know, EPMD, L, you know, LL, NWA, Public Enemy, all those folks kind of around that time. That's also kind of the early stages of hip-hop, you know. Then you kind of figure out when did it transition. You know, maybe the maybe the late 80s, early 90s is kind of a golden era, you know. Some folks would tell you it's a golden era of hip-hop. You know, maybe then you do it by, you say, then you get into the materialistic money era of hip-hop. Where things kind of shift from a social conscious stand and... And talking about what was going on in the world, it's about getting money and getting women, and the, you know maybe the misogyny took off to a whole nother level. Like I said, to me, there's been different eras in hip hop, 
to kind of uh, try to figure this thing out. For me, Ice Cube is still my favorite of all time, but you know, Kendrick is gaining steam on him. And who knows where this whole thing will eventually end. I don't know. But I'm going to say this too. But any publication that wants to deem Kendrick Lamar the greatest of any point in history, I'm going to fully support. Because I, I truly believe that when it's all said and done and we look back, you know, 10, 15 years from now, I think Kendrick's going to go down as the greatest of all time. But you know what? We'll have that discussion another day. Not today. That being said, y'all. Shout out to uh, DraftKings. Shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones, where you can join this discussion about this. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Jones LBC. Feel free to jump in the comments, join the discussion, follow me for stuff like this, some of my sophomoric humor, jokes I post, so on and so forth. This is the Ruler of the Court podcast. Again, I am Jason Jones. You can also find me at theathletic.com. Read me there for whatever I'm writing about. I will catch everybody next week. Y'all be safe out there. Take it easy. I'm out.